Welcome back, our day ones, to another episode of the Nothing Good Podcast. Nothing good. This is our third episode now. It's third. Last episode was the Invisible Man movie review. And given the current COVID-19 issue, there are no movies to review. Yeah, just a couple. But but they're doing that home rental, which is $20. I'm good. I don't want to pay that. I'm paying that for a movie theater because... It's like the experience, you know, going to a movie theater, sitting in a dark. Yeah, yeah that's nice. I'm not Good gonna... sound. Yeah. Parents aren't yelling at each other for once. <sighs> Don't remind me. But $20, and we barely made 19 cents off this podcast so far. Yeah. And I got laid off thanks to Mr. COVID. He did. It's true. I'm unemployed. Yeah, he is. Broke. I'm employed. I still have a job, though. So, How many hours are you getting? 15 this week that's not good no it's not better than zero <laughs> better than zero <laughs> yeah it's true but on the bright side we are now doing this podcast full time 40 hours a week until the government puts us on lockdown oh yeah then we'll figure something out we'll split we'll split our speakers and microphones and yeah we'll figure something out not worried about it this shit is fucked up people yeah it's crazy but we've never really truly introduced ourselves on this podcast, have we? Mm, no, we haven't. No. So this is a good time to do it. Yeah, let's do it. And we use this opportunity to introduce ourselves to our day ones. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Chris and I have known each other for 10 years now. Met in uh, sixth, sixth grade. Sixth grade, that's right. Friendship started way back in the day. Who knows how these things come to be? I don't remember who came up to who. I don't know. It just happened. It just happened. And beautiful friendship. Has who added who on Facebook first? Yeah. Probably I added you. Yeah. I was really desperate for friends at that point in my life. I didn't have any. What do you mean? I didn't really have any friends. No, you did. Nah. All right. Whatever. Not really. And I'm 21 years old. My name is Wyatt Pearson. Um, I'm an adult. 21 years old. Chris is 20 years old. So he's not... Yeah, I'm a, I'm still a baby. Yeah, I'm baby. Yeah, we live in uh, SoCal, Southern California. Never, never plan on leaving. Lived here my whole life. So was Chris. Yeah, I'm 20. College dropout. I hate community <laughs> college. So yeah, I'm a college dropout, unemployed. I play video games. You're fucking pathetic. And now I'm making a podcast. I'm kind of everything I feared I would be after high school. I wouldn't want to be that. I fucking miss high school. Yeah. I'm still going to school. Um, I don't know what I'm doing there. Wasting my money. Wasting my time. Yeah. Wasting your minutes. Yeah, wasting my minutes. And I don't got a lot of time left because COVID-19 is coming and it's coming hard. Yeah, honestly, I think I picked a good semester to take a break. For sure. I'm not learning anything right now. How's online classes for you? They suck. They're really boring. I don't. I don't even know how it like is working. I have a CPR class. How am I supposed to learn that? What am I gonna learn? Like o- online, we have gonna to do like push chest the space bar. Stuff. I know. To, to the, the beat. To the beat. 
but yeah we got both hate school so we got some free time here in between shit hitting the fan in the world and so we got some free time we're doing this for fun this little podcast that we call nothing good podcast and we've heard some bad podcasts and we're like why can't that be us yeah we should have a bad podcast so this is our bad podcast yeah and yeah we it picks up it might be good though yeah it might be but we picks up and get some get some money out of it that'd be cool awesome if not you know tough titties what am i gonna do complain yeah to yeah. who yeah who my zero listeners not gonna happen but yeah we've been bored ever since this thing started but can't really go see any movies because movie theaters are all closed so we thought we should make these trying times a little more interesting reading some spooky stories hold your loved ones close because we're getting spooky (coughs) all right we're getting these uh short stories from the Short scary stories subreddit. It's a good subreddit. Shout out. Shout out. And uh, this first one's called Ignore the Drowning Man, posted by Bad Fake Smiles. When I was a kid, my parents would always drag me to a certain beach resort during the summer. It was a place that started with a K, hidden in the many islands of the Philippines. To be honest, I never really bothered remembering it, since I swore I would never set foot on that beach again. It was when I just turned 13 when I first got to see it. The hotel we were staying at had the perfect view of the beach and the wide sea stretching across of it. It seemed like the whole world. During the day, the sand was white and the water was clear and green. At night, the white sand would turn blue and the water almost black. But during this stay, the moon was shining brightly above the water. It was past midnight, and my parents were already sound asleep while I was busy playing with my Game Boy. Frustrated from losing repeatedly, I decided to take a break and stare at the moon for a while. That's when I saw a silhouette of a man splashing around in the middle of the sea, his arms raised up and his head shaking around as he goes up and down from the dark waters. That man is drowning, I shouted waking up my parents. They got up and saw nothing, but still went downstairs and alerted the hotel manager to have it investigated. While talking to the manager, an old lady housekeeper crouched beside me. Ignore the drowning man, she said in a whispering and shaking voice. I was confused, obviously, but for some reason I felt the seriousness in her tone and her intent based on fear. The next night I saw him again, I simply shrugged it off, but for some reason felt a chill down my spine seeing him again for the second time. I continued back to sleep and hoped he would just go away. The last night of our stay, my parents decided to get a few things down inside our car parked in front of the hotel. I helped my dad carry a few bags and head outside where the cold sea breeze greeted us enthusiastically. I went towards the car, but stopped as he caught my eye again. The drowning man but this time he was much closer to the shore. Dad, it's him. My dad dropped the bags he was carrying as he saw the drowning man. Wait here, I'll call for help, my dad told me. Shortly after dad left, I realized that looking for help wouldn't be necessary. I froze in terror. The man raised from the sea, his back revealing a long stem attached to something just beneath him, like a puppet. He slowly submerged and disappeared back into the waters followed by a scaly, serpentine body 
that glistened under the moonlight. On the next years we visited, I always ignored the drowning man. A young boy is sitting in school, not really paying attention. Absentmindedly, he looks out the window and notices a picture laying on the ground outside the school. After school ends, he goes and picks up the picture and realizes it is a picture of a young girl holding up the two-fingered peace sign. She is the most beautiful girl he has ever seen, and he spends the entire evening asking around town if anybody knows her or where he can find her. No one knows, and he returns home disappointed. That night, he is suddenly awoken in bed and sees the girl from the picture standing on the other side of the street from his window. He quickly rushes to see this girl, but is struck by a car while crossing the street and is killed. The police investigators find a picture lying next to his body of a young girl holding up three fingers. <laughs> next door. This next story is called, If You Hear a Child Crying Alone at Night, Run. It was written by I am Howard Moxley. If you hear a child out around the corner woods crying for help, ignore it, especially at night. That was what Uncle Stevie told my brother and I as children. And to anyone new that walked into his local watering hole, his go-to story was when he was 25 and allegedly followed the sound of crying to what looked like a boy huddling on the ground in jeans and a red t-shirt, cradling what appeared to be a broken wrist and arm. When Uncle Stevie stooped down to him, he noticed that the boy's clothes were just colored fine hairs surrounding a mouth that started at his shoulder and ended at his feet. Stevie ran off from this bait, he called it, and told the story ever since to anyone and everyone. His story spread like wildfire. I never believed in a thing that mimics a hurt boy to eat people, and I thought the entire thing was made up by my uncle to get a little fame around town. My brother, however, believe Stevie's story like holy doctrine. To settle it, we went out to the woods many times to find this boy, despite our uncle warning us not to. We always found nothing and argued that the sound of us arguing was chasing it away. So we parted ways to explore our own section of the woods and agreed to return home by five. By five, my brother had not returned home. I had to lie when questioned. Nobody could know where we were, even close to the corner woods and I feared punishment more than I feared my pig-headed brother's well-being. I also figured that the woods we were in was a patch of man-made forest, less than an acre big, between a few large apartment buildings and a supermarket. Even if my brother was hurt, I figured someone would come along and find him. But my brother did not return. When the police questioned me, I said I didn't know anything. They didn't press a seven-year-old. They found my brother the next morning. He had fallen in a gap in the earth and wedged himself in, leaving only his head and a bit of hand exposed. He broke his arm in the process, leaving him defenseless against the crows that had picked most of his skull clean. I learned later that at least 20 people had heard a boy crying for help that night. One even remembered my brother saying that his arm was broken. All of them said they avoided the cries because of my Uncle Stevie's story. <laughs> All three of us were silent as we drove past the blank Welcome To sign and into the town with no name. The people all watched us with the same slack expression, their heads tilted at identical angles as if listening to a single far-off sound. 
For a moment, I heard it too. For a moment, the people in the car seemed like strangers, and I couldn't remember who we were or where we were going. But then we passed the last house and it came back. We were all old friends, all traveling together, all safe, all four of us. you guys enjoyed that that was a little fun one for us to do a little short podcast for you a little mini yeah just read some short horror stories lighten the mood in these little scary times sometimes that might be our new thing is to make shorter podcasts and what do you think yeah Uh, good idea never forget it all right well we might do if you guys if one person likes the format of this podcast We'll keep reading scary stories like that. If one person likes it. And that's that. Mm. And thanks for being day ones, as always. Love you guys. Love you guys. Um, keep listening. We'll have another one soon, hopefully, unless we get locked down. Yeah. Hopefully not much not, else though. to add than that. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thank S- you. Stay safe. Say goodbye. 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 Goodbye.